Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, this past weekend, Chance the Rapper stopped through the south side of Chicago and he brought his magnificent coloring world tour with him. Stay tuned for the recap on this episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. I uh, got a dope episode for you all this week. Um, we're gonna, it's going to be an abridged episode. We're going to skip the back in the day uh, segment this week. I'm going to hit you off with the song of the week. Then we're going to jump into the press play segment. And then for the dig deeper segment, I'll be doing a recap of Shy towns magnificent coloring day uh tour by chance the rapper that happened this past weekend uh so without further ado let's jump right into the song of the week so the song of the week uh for this week um came about at while i was at this magnificent coloring day this past weekend little wayne was one of the performers and i'll talk more about that later um, but you know, his performance, you know, reminded me of this song and I forgot just how much I really like this song. The song is Ride for My Niggas by Lil Wayne. It's off his, uh, Drought 3 mixtape, which is easily, easily one of his best mixtapes. You know, this is Wayne in his prime. Um, you know, this is a mixtape where he's, you know, uh, rapping over other people's beats, you know, one of those tapes. And on this song specifically, he raps over Mr. Jones by Mike Jones. Um, one of Mike Jones, I think, last, uh, you know, popular tracks, really. Um, but Wayne killed it. Like, he killed almost everything that he rapped over, uh, you know, around that time, you know. Uh, no ceilings was a dope uh, mixtape. His dedication mixtapes, like that Wayne was was the best Wayne. 
Um, so the song of the week for this week is Ride For My Niggas by Lil Wayne. Um, after that, I'll be right back and we'll jump into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump right into the press play segment. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is the things you should check out. Um, and first on that list is Drake decided to release his Please Forgive Me short film earlier. It was supposed to be released this upcoming Friday, um, but he released it uh, last week. In, excuse me. He released it last week instead. So definitely go check this out. As far as I know, it's currently only on Apple Music. It's called Please Forgive Me. Um, I'll put the link in the podcast newsletter. Um, and it's, it's kind of dope. I mean, it's one of those short films that rappers do nowadays, super cinematic, you know, there's guns and, you know, there's a heist and, (laughs) you know, that type of stuff. There's a, you know, beautiful woman on Drake's arm and Drake is the protagonist, you know, that type of stuff. It's about 20 minutes. Um, and songs from views are, pretty much you know they come in and out of the film uh i know hype is on there uh controller one dance uh nine um you know summers over interlude so you know there's a lot of views on there and it's all worked into the film very nicely um the film itself is directed well um, the acting is pretty decent, you know, it's, it's definitely worth a look, you know, um, you can see that, uh, Drake and his director, you know, they put a lot of work into it and it definitely has the aesthetic of a Drake video. So definitely check that out. Um, please forgive me. It's on Apple music. Um, next Travis Scott, uh, released a documentary. I think it's about 10 minutes long. Um, it's called La Flame. And it basically follows him around while he's on tour, you know, the making of his album, stuff like that. And it just really gives you a look into his crazy life, which is just as wild as he is on stage. Um, so it's if you're into Travis Scott, it's definitely a dope look into his life and into, you know, what he deals with on a day-to-day basis, especially when, when he's on tour. Um so James Corden, who you probably know as the carpool karaoke guy, um, he has a late night show, and Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, was on the show, obviously to talk about Atlanta and all of that, um, and while he was on the show, the show musician Reggie Watts, um, you know, persuaded uh, Donald to, you know, uh, on the spot, like, freestyle a song uh, with him and his band, um, and it was very dope, you can tell, this, you can tell the making of a, like, real musician when not prompted, you know, just give him some music and a beat, and he can make something great happen, so definitely check that out, um, I'll put that in the newsletter as well, um, it was just another look at how talented Donald Glover really is.
So, yeah, Donald Glover's dope. Uh, moving right along, uh, Party Next Door and Jeremiah are going on tour very soon. They announced the uh, Summer's Over tour, which starts in November um, in Miami. It's going to be going for about a month. They're going to hit Myrtle Beach, Raleigh, North Carolina, Charlotte, Atlanta, D.C., Boston, Philly, New York, Toronto, Detroit, Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Denver, L.A., and San Fran. Um, So, you know, Party Next Door is coming off of, you know, releasing a very good album in Party Next Door 3. Um, Him and Jeremiah have, you know, been talking about um, putting out an album called Late Night Party or something like that, too. So, you know, putting these two R&B artists on stage together and in the same tour is definitely, definitely good for business and good for R&B. So um, that tour will be kicking off in about a month and, uh, you know, a couple weeks so I'll put the information with all the tour dates in the newsletter. But you know, if you're definitely in the if you're in the party next door in Jeremiah, definitely check that out. Um, also in party next door's world, he released the video for "Not Nice," um, one of the standout tracks from Party Next Door Three. Um, also one of the tracks that you know really embraces that you know island vibe the most. Um, it's a dope song, and the video, you know, is pretty standard, but, you know, it's nice to see Party out and about on the beach and, you know, singing the song. Um, but yeah, it's a dope video, so definitely check out the Not Nice video as well. Um, <laughs> so in the world of Meek Mill, um, and, you know, this has gotten so big that I may need to do a Where's the Beef segment sometime soon just to tackle the beef between the game and Meek Mill. Um, But just know that there is a beef between them. It's been going on for a little bit now. And the game released a, a song called Pest Control, which is pretty much him rapping over that. Ooh, beat. Um, and he murdered Meek Mill. Like... The the bars just kept coming and seeing them, you know, said in video form just made it even worse. Like the game is winning this beef handily. Like it's not even it's it's almost not even close. Meek Mill just can't win. Um, So check out the pest control video because it's pretty hilarious. Game is hilarious and he is dominating meek in this in this beef uh so definitely check out that video it'll be in the newsletter as well um ovo sound radio episode number 30 happened this past weekend um as well and while on their 1985 which is the producer the half of division uh he released a extended version of Faithful, uh, which is Drake's song off of Views with the Pimp C verse. And it features a longer, you know, a longer part and verse from Division, and it is fantastic. It's it's amazing. 
um, also released was a Division remix of Godspeed by Frank Ocean. So Division has been busy. Um, and, you know, he's really he's really just, you know, added more tracks to the list that shows how great of an R&B artist he is. Uh, so I'll put both of those in the newsletter as well. Um, Division's out here winning. Uh, Francis and the Lights um, released an album called Farewell Starlight. If you go to Farewell Starlight, um, and that's L-I-T-E dot com, you can listen to it. It's also on iTunes. I'll put all this in the podcast newsletter. But it is a dope project. Um, It's about 10 or 11 tracks. Kanye West is on two of them. Um, One of the songs is the song Friends, which is the song that uh, a portion of it got made into Summer Friends uh, on Chance's Coloring Book project. Um, so Francis is out here winning, and the project is very dope. It gives me a nice James Blake, uh, Bon Iver vibe, and Bon Iver is on one of the songs as well, the song Friends. Uh, so go get that album. Also, go get Lil Wayne's memoir. Apparently, uh, a memoir about Lil Wayne is coming out on October 11th. Uh, from when he was locked up in Rikers for eight months. Um, and it features, you know, a lot of personal stories by Wayne. I will certainly be buying it. So uh, you should too. I'll put the Amazon link in the newsletter as well. Finally, on the things to check out uh, portion of this, Kid Cudi has announced the track list um, and the collaborators for his album, uh, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. Um, and I'll I'll ruin one of the upcoming things right now. The album comes out on Friday, so he says. Uh, September thirtieth, his album's coming out, and it looks like it's got eighteen tracks. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a double disc album. The features, as he lists in his track list, he's got two from Andre Three Thousand. Excuse me, sorry, I, that's a rookie move right there. Uh, two from Pharrell. He's got one from Willow Smith, and there's also one from Travis Scott. Um, so just the the thought of those makes me think that this will not be a wizard slash uh, speeding bullet type album. I think we're gonna get the Cuddy that we've all we've all wanted for a while now. So I'm excited about that. I hope it actually drops on Friday. Um, but yeah, 18 tracks and two verses from three stacks. So needless to say, I am excited. A uh, few things in the rumored portion of the Press Play segment. Future and Drake are apparently dropping new music soon. So look out for that. We might get some What a Time to Be Alive type joints from the two of them. Also, Future has completed work on his latest mixtape, Beast Mode 16. <laughs> I don't know if there's been 15 Beast Modes before this, but, you know, whatever. Uh, So, more future music is also to come. And in the upcoming portion, uh, excuse me, The Weeknd will be dropping off the music video for his new single, Starboy, which features Daft Punk. It's also a dope song. It was featured on OVO Sound Radio, episode 30. So, go listen to that on Apple Music uh, if if you have that. Um, But he's releasing that video today um so depending on when you're listening to this it might have already come out uh depending 
on if he's actually true to his word. It might have it might have not come out. So uh, look for that soon. Uh, this Friday, Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown, set to be released, and also, as I said, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying by Kid Cudi. Uh, so that is all for the Press Play segment this week. Look for all of the links to everything I mentioned in the podcast newsletter, which will you can get the link to that on the blog, hopeforhiphop.org, or just look in the description for this episode, and it should be there as well. After a short break, I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. So Chance the Rapper has been on uh, a magnificent coloring world tour uh, to support his coloring book album uh, slash mixtape. And he decided to do something special for his hometown of Chicago. And instead of just, you know, a tour, he curated an entire festival to take place at uh, on the south side of Chicago in the White Sox baseball field, U.S. Cellular. Um, and it was fantastic. You know, he had, you know, like eight different acts. It was a true, true festival. So I just wanted to recap this very special event. It was the first, you know, music festival in the cell, you know, to grace the south side of Chicago. And that's such a big deal. Um, so, you know, everybody here in Chicago, we've got so much love for Chance for what he did for us this past weekend and just what he continues to do in general. He, he's given back to the city in more ways than you can count. Um, and it's just dope to have a young artist doing stuff like that. So, you know, the, the show, the festival started at one o'clock, you know, it's in the baseball stadium. So all the merch stands are open with chants and like merch from all the other artists that are performing. We got the, the food that's usually there for the White Sox games is there. Plus he added stuff like Harold's and, you know, some other Chicago staples. Um, Chance really thought of everything. You know, he was in there selling color and books, you know, it was, it was dope. So the first, first up, was Francis and the Lights. And, you know, there was a schedule, you know, that he tweeted out the day before to let us know that these are when the set times are happening. Uh, Francis and the Lights came up first, you know, very prompt at 1 o'clock when they said it was going to start. It started. Um, he released a new project hours before the festival. That's the... Uh, the uh, Sorry, I'm blanking. That's the Farewell Starlight album that I just mentioned. Uh, he released that literally hours before the festival. So he played a few of those songs. He performed his song Friends, which, like I said, was the song that, you know, got made into Summer Friends by Chance the Rapper. Um, And it was dope. You know, we were just getting there slash getting food and settling in during his set. So I didn't see him, but I could hear him. And, you know, dude sounded dope. You know, it was a great way to open the festival. Uh, Next up was supposed to be Lil Uzi Vert. 
um, who proceeded to be 40 minutes late for his set. I mean, his set was only supposed to be, I think, like 30 minutes in the first place. He showed up 40 minutes late uh, to rap over his tracks. So, you know, for a while, you couldn't even tell if it was him singing or if it was just his backing track. Like, it almost seemed like he was lip syncing at some points. You know, I just wasn't impressed with Lil Uzi Vert. You know, he had energy, but he just wasn't what I expected. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a great set, really. You know, you show up late and you don't bring it all the way, then, you know, everybody's not going to be too excited. But, you mean, you know, the fans that were there... You know, they were about it. You know, he, he had his, his fans and they, they turn up for all of his songs that I just I just won't be listening to again. Um, so Young Thug was supposed to be next, but uh, he was a no-show. Uh, like, while we were waiting for Young Thug, the next performer came out. And I don't know if Young Thug didn't come out because Lil Uzi Vert ate up all his time because he was late, or if maybe Young Thug didn't show up. But whatever happened, we got no Young Thug when we were expecting Young Thug. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Young Thug fan, but he's grown on me a lot over the past year and a half. And so I was excited to see what a performance by Young Thug would be like, Um, you know, because I've never seen him live. And I'm just interested, you know, if... He brings that eccentric self to his performances and what that looks like. But alas, did not get to see it. So that was very disappointing. Uh, so next up was Tyler, the creator. Uh, he came out to his remix of, uh, I believe, Feedback by Kanye West. Uh, he then proceeded to lay into the creators of the event because the way the... So Chance wanted to sell out the sale he also wanted to get as many people in here as possible so he's like look there are seats that are behind the stage so you won't actually be able to see anything but there are videotrons and video monitors up so you'll still be able to see these are also going to be super discounted they're going to be 25 dollars tickets so like where we were sitting in the box seats was like 150 and then on the floor was like 75 and then if you wanted these like uh if you wanted the seats on the side where you couldn't see the stage, it was 25. And then I think the, the high, high levels were like 35 or 45, something like that. So, you know, he, he opened those seats up because he wanted people to get in here to experience it. Even if they couldn't see it, he, they could see it on the video. Trying. There was like six different screens. Uh, Tyler must not have known this because he came out and started talking about how whoever made this Whoever, like, booked this this way was, like, stupid because you all, you guys can't even see it. You paid good money to see, you know, the stage. You can't even see it. So whoever made that that decision was stupid. So, like, I don't know if Tyler, I, I don't know if he was joking or if he just wasn't sure or didn't know that Chance had done that so people could get in. But it's very awkward because he very hilariously just, like, went in about that when everybody in the arena, like, knew what was up. So... You know, that's just Tyler being Tyler. Uh, he performed a lot of songs off of uh, Cherry Bomb. He performed some old stuff, too. Taco was out there as his DJ. Jasper as his hype man. Very energetic. Very energetic. Like, he was dancing and sweating up a storm and really trying to get the crowd into it. But, you know, a lot of Tyler's music 
is hard to dance to or really to get into live, you know, because if it's his old music, there's a lot of like screaming and like, you know, just like vulgar and just like aggressive lyrics. And if it's his newer stuff, it's like, you know, some like super artsy, like slow stuff that's really good music, but not all of it is like really good live stuff where you can really get into it and like, and like turn up or even jam, you know, there were moments, but all in all, it was, you know, it was just a hard set to really get a feel on. Um, but Tyler's dope, you know, he performed all of his songs, uh, very well. And, you know, uh, he put on a dope performance. Now, I don't know if, so at this point they had caught up on time after they skipped Young Thug. So we were back on schedule, but all of a sudden with like maybe 10 minutes left to go, uh, his mic got cut like you you just couldn't hear him so he just walked off the stage so the festival was starting off very odd so far you know this is that and that's you know no pun intended with odd future but uh you know it's to be expected this is the first time they've done anything like this at the sale but it was everything was just weird the timing the way things were going and then all of a sudden kanye west was on the stage um now this was the third time I like got a surprise Kanye West performance at the Bull at a random Bulls playoff game a couple years ago. He came out, performed all day uh, at the Drake concert, uh, the uh, Views tour that he just did. Uh, Kanye he brought Kanye out, and now Kanye comes out. Uh, to perform, and we we should have seen it coming because the night did say it said all the people that we knew were going to be there, and it said special guests. So I knew Kanye was going to be there. It's a Chicago show. Chance and Kanye are super tight now, and there's a special guest. Kanye West is going to be there. I just wasn't sure when they were going to bring him out. I assumed it would be during Chance's set, but no. Here it is, like four o'clock, three hours. We've been there, and we get a Kanye West performance. And when I tell you that people went nuts, like we didn't realize what was happening at first because they just started playing like Father Stretch My Hands. Now, when Tyler came out, they started playing feedback. And we for a second, I was like, is this Kanye? And then Tyler's part came in because it was the remix of feedback. And I was like, "Okay, it's just Tyler Creator. So this happened. And I didn't know if maybe a DJ was just playing Father Stretch My Hands to, you know, have some music in between while we wait for whoever was next. And no, then Kanye West, without announcement, just walked out on the stage. And when I tell you that chaos erupted, chaos erupted. Those people I were telling you about, those $25 seats that couldn't see the stage, they just hopped over the barrier. Some of them hopped over the, the barrier, climbed on porta potties to get down to the floor level, and they bum-rushed the floor area. So, like, there was a huge floor areas basically the entire outfield of this baseball stadium that were set up with chairs for the people on the floor seats so the people from not even just the $25 sections but the like first row sections just decided oh Kanye's out there we're not close enough we need to be closer and began to run out onto the field and towards the floor section so they could get closer into this like quote unquote general admission session. It wasn't general admission, but the way it looked, it looked like one. And the security that was on staff 
did not know what to do. They were not prepared for anything like this as literally hundreds of people bum rushed the stage. There were people getting tackled to the ground, like literally like thrown, like picked up and slammed to the ground as they, because you're not supposed to do that. People pay it to be in these seats. You're supposed to stay in yours. No, they were climbing on porta potties to get down because this is Chicago and Kanye West is on the stage. What else were they going to do? Anyway, you know, this is why we can't have nice things and why this was the first Southside Festival. Um, so literally the entire time Kanye was out there, there were people running to the stage. There were people getting slammed onto the ground. There were people getting ejected from the video, from the venue. It was chaos. Meanwhile, I'm up here on the third level in the box getting my life because Kanye West is running through the hits. He performed a lot more songs than, you know, the surprise performances I've witnessed before. He, uh, let's see, he did Father Stretch My Hand Part 1 and 2. He did Gold Digger. He did Touch the Sky. He did All Falls Down. He did Black Skinhead. He did Can't Tell Me Nothing. And then, after all of that, he brought out Chance and they did Ultra Light Beam together. And it was a God dream. It was magical. It was magical. I don't think... Have I? No. I haven't seen them perform that song together. And it was everything I hoped it would be. It was a magical moment. And there are so many pictures floating around with like them embracing afterwards. And it was, it was a magical moment to see those two artists on the stage performing one of the best songs off the life of Pablo. Didn't expect to see Chance that early. It was like four something. His set didn't start till nine. It was, it was a dope moment. It was a dope moment. Uh, so yeah, that was Kanye West. He left, and then they proceeded to set up the stage for John Legend. Um, so John Legend, I've never seen him live, and homie is smooth, the smoothest. Uh, he didn't sit at the piano as much as I expected. You know, they rolled out the piano and I thought it was going to be one of those, you know, I didn't know how his performances go. I thought he was going to sit at the piano and sing the entire time, serenade us. No, he's a very energetic performer. You know, he has great stage present. He sounds amazing live. His voice is almost even better than the CDQ versions. Uh, and he knows it. He's he's very cocky when he's on stage. He's got a, a swag about him where, you know, the way he walks, he's like, yo, I am John Legend and I am amazing at what I do. I know it. You know it. Bask in the gift of of John Legend. It's if for all my wrestler fans out there, it's as if Chris Jericho <laughs> was an R&B singer that's what John Legend is. I mean, he's not a dick about it, but he he knows how great he is, and he's soaking it all in as much as we are. Uh, so yeah, he performed like ordinary people, Green Light, Who Do We Think We Are, All of Me, Best You Ever Had, and brought out Common to perform their Oscar nominated Emmy or not Emmy Grammy nominated. I think they might have won for both of those categories. Song uh, for Selma. Uh, the song Glory. And it was dope. You know, Common came out, fist raised, uh, and they performed the track, and it was it was a dope, a dope performance. 
Uh, also worth noting that uh, A-Fest, which is a festival that Common uh, curates, I think it had its second or third year of that this weekend as well. It was Saturday and Sunday, on the so Saturday the same day as the Chance Festival, and then also Sunday. And from what I hear, there was a lot of, well, there was a few, uh, you know, carryovers. So Common uh, blessed us at this festival, you know, and performed with John Legend. And I also heard that Chance showed up at iFest on Saturday, uh, I believe before we saw him with Kanye, although it might have been after. Uh, he showed up at iFest and performed too. So I was a little worried because... You know, iFest, you know, had been planned for a while and then Chance decided to have this on the same day. I thought there might have been some bad blood, some hard feelings uh, from Common Side because it's like, yo, you know, we knew we were doing this. But it doesn't look like it because they both showed up at each other's festivals. uh, So that's a nice gesture. I'm glad that there's no, you know, hard feelings about, you know, splitting the city between the two uh, festivals. And if you were really bad about it. Uh, you could have gone to Chances on Saturday and then gone to iFest on Sunday, which I think is when J. Cole headlined. So, yeah, it was dope to have this much good music happening in uh, the city that weekend. So, uh, in between John Legend and the next set, they brought out Hannibal Burris. Uh, and he did like a miniature stand up set where he told a joke about. Kanye West and an Uber driver and a song called Nigger Man. Um, it was a very interesting, interesting joke uh, and funny. And Hannibal Burris is funny. It also wasn't surprising he was there. He's very good friends with Chance. Um, and he might be, let me do some quick research. He might be from Chicago. He is. He was born in Chicago, so definitely makes sense why he was there. He's cool with Chance. He's from Chicago. So, yeah, he came out for, like, 10 minutes, did a little set. That was dope. It was it was uh, obvious that they really wanted to create something special by having all these different moments at this festival. Um, so the next set was Collie Grove, which is College Park, Two Chains, and Holly Grove, Little Wayne. Um... Uh, sorry, my nose is so stuffy. Uh, you know, allergies are really kicking my butt this year. Um, so yeah, this was one of the best sets of the night, in my opinion. Um, you know, Two Chains came out, started, and he ran through some of his single work. Um, you know, then he brought out Wayne, and they hit us with Duffel Bag Boy, um, and you know, a bunch of the joints off of Collie Grove. Uh, uh, like, got a lot of, you know, that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, I've never seen Wayne perform live. I've seen 2 Chains uh, a couple of times, um, but I've never seen Wayne. And as someone who has not been the biggest fan of Wayne, you know, post, like, Carter Three, but was a very, very big fan of Wayne growing up, um... Seeing him perform live really brought everything back for me. You know, songs that I had forgotten existed, but how I somehow still knew every word to, you know, he performed a lot of those. Seeing him perform live, you know, really helped me understand even more why people really like Lil Wayne. And, you know, it was definitely a treat to see him perform live. You know, I have a lot of respect for him for, you know, 
keeping it up, doing what he's doing throughout this Birdman, you know, lawsuit stuff. Um, but all in all, he performed joints like Go DJ, Amelie, Sky is the Limit, slash Ride for My Niggas, the song of the week, um, Mrs. Officer, Lollipop, you know, they each performed, you know, the songs that they're featured in, so hell yeah, fucking right. Uh, Two Chains performed I'm Different, Crack, Birthday Song, No Lie, Spend It, Riot, Watch Out, um, Pop That, they both perform, uh, like parts of that and then for a, a lot they stayed on stage with each other and performed like each other's songs and like ad-libbed for each other i didn't expect them to play off each other as well as they did but they played off each other perfectly and delivered a very energetic lit set from start to finish it was a set where you know even though they had about the same amount of time as everybody else it felt like it went on forever and that's just because they were doing so much and it kept you involved that every time I looked over the clock, I was like, man, I feel like they just performed eight songs and it's only been like five minutes. It was, you know, they kept you, you know, engaged and it was such a dope set. I got, I got respect for Kylie Grove. It was, it was great to witness. Um, so then my boo, no pun intended, Alicia Keys graced the stage. Now, as you know from the Alicia Keys episode, um, maybe a month ago, I Alicia Keys is my favorite R&B artist. Um, and so, you know, I expected, I, I am not, you know, a, um, I am not an Alicia Keys fan who is blinded by the fact that her voice is not the same as it always has been. So I didn't know what to expect. But I will say, and this is also the first time I've seen her live, she sounded way better than I expected. You know, there were still a lot of moments where it was like, ooh, Alicia, you are, you're screaming a little bit. But her voice was fantastic. The performances were fantastic. Her her vibe, the way she like graced and the way she owned the stage, fantastic. I I've been waiting to like kick to like scratch her off my list of like people to see for a long time now and I finally did it and it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. She performed so many songs. She did In Common, Fallen, Karma, Girl on Fire, Try Sleeping with a Broken Heart, Empire State of Mind, You Don't Know My Name, Unthinkable, No One, um, and much more. And this performance was easily my top three of the night. Alicia killed it she looked great she didn't have she was still on her no makeup thing she had a nice head wrap alicia came through and slayed and and that's there was no competition it was great uh you know it was a very eclectic um uh festival you know we got people like alicia keys and john legend and then we got kylie grove and like lil uzi vert you know, and then we got Tyler, the creator, and then we got Hannibal Burris. Oh, that reminds me, uh, Little Wayne and 2 Chains brought out Jimmy Butler. It was as awkward as it sounds. Like, they were like, Jimmy Butler, and he came out, he said hi, and then they performed a song, and he kind of, like, sauntered onto the stage while the song was being performed and, like, shook a few hands, and then he just kind of, like, awkwardly walked off the stage. <laughs> it was so weird. Anyway, Alicia was dope, and now finally... Not finally. Uh, w- this is another weird thing about the festival. Chance didn't close his own festival. 
like Skrillex was the last performance, which I don't understand. I stayed for maybe actually I'm just gonna do Skrillex now because it's not worth spending too much time on. It was after the chance set. Um and uh you know Skrillex was Skrillex, he performed, you know, some EDM music. You know, most people, like a lot of people, maybe a third of the venue cleared out of the stadium cleared out after chance finished. Um, but a decent amount stayed for Skrillex, and you know we stayed for about mm, fifteen twenty minutes of it, and then we peaced out. It had been a long night, and EDM is not my forte, but people were having fun. There were specifically a group of bros uh, in our section that were humping each other and looked like they had just taken some Molly to enjoy the Skrillex set. So anyway, rewind to Chance, who actually happened before Skrillex. Um, the chance set was dope. It was, it was everything we waited for all day. You know, it was what we waited for. It's what we wanted, but it did have some setbacks. And I'm just going to talk about the setbacks first, and then I'm going to talk about how everything was great. So it's clear that chance has an aesthetic and a particular like story that in that he's trying to get out with his magnificent coloring world tour, and I'm sure this is something he's been doing at the the other venue, the other yeah the other venues and and stops in this tour, and I'm just not sure if it carried over to this festival all the right way. I don't know how long he he does his his sets on the other tours compared to what he did here, but he was on stage for about an hour and a half. And there are, so there's a portion of the stage where these puppets become a central focus of the set. So there's, so Haha Davis is the comedian, I think he's from Detroit, that does the You Ready Big Fella stuff on Coloring Book. And so he was at the festival and he was voicing this like puppet uh, that looks like the lion. It, it, well, it is. It's the lion that's on the angel's artwork is that lion in puppet form and he was haha davis was voicing it and he was like this like old friend that chance had run into and you know he was trying to tell chance that like yo you were you're veering off the path but you gotta you gotta get back on the path and play the old stuff or play the new stuff it was very weird and everybody around me was confused as to why this puppet part was like such a huge part of the set like he performed uh same drugs and this like old lady puppet sat next to him on the piano and he was singing it to her. It was just very odd because nobody saw it coming and nobody really knew what was happening. Um, there were some parts of this puppet thing that like worked its way in very well. Like he had puppets that just like kind of stayed there as like his choir um, throughout the rest of the performance. Um, but it was just very, it was very odd, you know, and it, it was clear that, you know, he has a message, you know, that he's trying to get off with this, with this, with his set and with this tour. And it seemed the message was kind of like, you know, sometimes there are going to be things that, excuse me, knock you off your path. But if you stay true and you trust and who you believe in, you'll get to where you need to be, um, which is a great message, the way it was delivered. I don't know, it just seemed discombobulated. Sometimes things seemed confused. Like, there was a point where Chance was like, yo, I want to, I want, 
um, to do, it seems like we're on a path, you know, like a path to like turn up and like really enjoy this. But I want to, I want to play something, something slow. I just want to try this out. And then he started performing a little bit of brain cells. And then he just stopped and said, um, hold on, hold on, uh, one second, I'll be right back. And he just walked off the stage for like five minutes <laughs> without warning and the DJ is just kind of like trying to get us to clap, I guess, to keep everybody energetic because it's like, what is happening? Then he came back and then the puppet thing happened and we were just so confused. But anyway, so the transitioning uh, was a little weird, especially with this like story um, that he was incorporating. It reminded me a lot of when J. Cole tried to incorporate this heaven versus hell story in his Born Sinner uh, um or what dreams are made of, I think was what it was called, or something like that, tour a long time ago. Um, it just didn't go off as well as I think it seemed in the head, and maybe this has been going off better at the individual smaller shows that Chance has been doing. But there was also transitions where, like, he would go off, and then we would be waiting, and then they would, like, the set people brought out, like, a door, and it was just stood there, and we're all like, "All right, what's happening?" And then Chance comes out after doing like a like a uh, a change of like his his costume. He did a costume change. He comes through the door that they put on the stage, and then they just take the doorway. It was the weirdest thing. It's like you all brought that door on stage just so he could walk through it, and then you took it away. Like we thought something big was gonna come from it. So it was just weird things like that that. Um, really had me and your like the people around me like what is happening but so that's that's all the time I'm going to devote to you know the things you know that were really weird um now the things that were amazing everything else the entire every time chance opened his mouth to like sing and like perform a song it was fantastic so he performed a lot of stuff he came out to angels um, he performed some old stuff. So off of 10 day, he did brain cells off of acid rap. He did chain smoker, cocoa, butter kisses, push a man, smoke again, favorite song. Uh, he performed some of his, his features. He did baby blue grown, uh, uh, ultra light beam again. Um, he also did grown ass kid, which I think was one of the best performances of the night. Um, uh, so he had the like choir puppets backing him up and I wish I had it on video, but it was so fantastic the way they sounded with this song. So grown ass kids, the song with like BJ, the Chicago kid. And I think somebody else that was going to be on coloring book, but it, it didn't end up. And I think he released it on SoundCloud. Uh, I'll try and put that in the podcast description or in the podcast newsletter so you can check it out, but it was dope. It was a very dope performance. Um, um, the other thing was, it's, I feel like for a lot of the songs, the people that were uh, featured in them were there, um, but like he had them in puppet form. Like for instance, he brought out this puppet to perform a uh, drum sing special, uh, the You Are Very Special song, and it, it didn't sound like it was a vocal track, but drum wasn't on stage, so it seemed like he was backstage with the mic voicing this puppet but you know i just felt like it would have been like a little better to like bring out some of these people so we could like see them perform it like there was a point where i was sure i was hearing aaron allen kane's voice the chicago artist but it was like through a puppet 
Um, so I'm not sure if maybe they weren't there and he just had like voiceovers of them singing like from these puppets. But either way, um, what else? Uh, he performed every single track from Coloring Book, not in order, but he performed them all from start to finish you know he did music is all we got he did how great he had like a huge puppet choir up there to do that um he did smoke break which was great uh he did no problem he actually did it twice he did it once and then skrillex started out his set performing no problem and chance came back out after his set had finished and performed the first verse again and then just walked off the stage i think he was so hype you know, from this entire event that he just wasn't ready for it to be done. Um, so, yeah, everything off of Coloring Book was great. He did everything. He did Drown. Uh, you know, he did Blessings. He did the Blessings reprise. It was all fantastic. Every song from Coloring Book, you know, was great live. You know, some of them were a little slow, so it was just some of them, all you could do was really just, like, stand there and enjoy the moment. Um he did Summer Friends, and it was it was great, you know. And it was the perfect song for us to just, like, take a step back and look at what was happening. Like, he sold out U.S. Cellular Field on the south side of Chicago, and he performed Summer Friends, a song which features a lot of lyrics about, you know, the south side of Chicago and what it's like living on the south side of Chicago. And that particularly was a great moment for me seeing him perform Summer Friends while I'm on the south side, my hometown and my home side of Chicago, um, seeing Chance just like show out. It was it was fantastic. Um, All of his his clothes, his costume changes were fantastic. He had like a light up jacket. He had a bunch of the three hats excuse me, three hats, which I purchased. I definitely purchased one of them and I purchased a shirt. The merch was lit. I had made up in my mind that I was going to get some merch. Um, he brought out the Chicago children's choir to perform the blessings reprise. And they're actually on the song. Um, so that was dope. It was a cool moment to like, see him embrace that part of Chicago as well. Um, he brought Francis and the lights out to perform friends Francis's song and you know it ended there was a huge confetti storm and it was chance he did the most in the best possible way for Chicago that day you know the performance was great he didn't really bring anybody out except for like the puppets and like um uh I just said it Francis and the lights um so all the special guests were really the people who came out before that so like Kanye, Common, Hannibal Burris, Jimmy Butler. Um, but Chance's set was pretty much him, the social experiment, and, you know, whatever was voicing these puppets. And it was fantastic. He was full of energy. He gave us that entire coloring book album, which was great um, because it's been our summer, our summer smash this entire, this entire summer. It's what we've been listening to. So it was dope. It was dope. I'm so proud of Chance. I'm so proud that he is doing the things that he's doing. Um, it ended with a like 90 second fireworks show that was so dope. Which was the weird part about the fact that Skrillex was still for a second. I was like, so they're canceling Skrillex, right? Because he just did this 90 second fireworks show. How is Skrillex gonna follow that up? But Skrillex still came out. 
But yeah, so that was Magnificent Coloring Day. It was fantastic. It was a great moment to spend with, you know, the Chicago family and to see, you know, all of these artists really embrace our city and like, um, you know, spend the day with us. And it was it was really nice to hear every all of the artists, except I don't think Lil Uzi Vert did, but whatever, to hear all of the artists thank Chance for inviting them and for like putting this on for the city. He has gotten a lot of praise for it as he should because it was a dope, dope festival. Um, one of the best I've ever been to. And I hope that it's something that we can do. We can keep up. Maybe we can have an annual festival in the, in the cell. That would be dope to bring another festival to the shy, like Lollapalooza, like Ah Fest, like Pitchfork. Like it's dope. So shout out to Chance keep it up bro um so that's it for this week's episode thank you for listening um to me ramble on about this amazing this amazing festival and if you can do everything in your power to go see chance uh on this magnificent coloring world tour i'll put the rest of his dates in the podcast newsletter but if you can go see him go see him you absolutely should um please 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 Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, rate it, review it, um, tell your friends. Um, Hopefully, I will be back with another episode next week. Thank you so much for listening to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. And we back, and we back. Hey, this ain't no intro. It's the entree. Hit that intro with Kanye. I sound like Andre. Tryna turn my baby mama to my fiance. She like music, she from Houston, like Auntie Yonce. Man, my daughter couldn't have a better mother. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.